What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the FBI has dispatched, I guess, what you would call a SWAT team, basically what they sent to Donald Trump's home. They have dispatched them today to Joe Biden's house. Remember, the the uh, the excuse from the media was, well, unlike Donald Trump with the top secret documents, these top secret documents were in a think tank's basement. And that's not the same. Okay, you're right. It's not. But you probably shouldn't have pointed that out because now we have the pictures of the FBI descending on the Wilmington home of Joe Biden, where in his garage next to his Corvette was a box of top secret documents. And Joe Biden's response is, yeah, but I lock my garage. My Corvette's in it. Okay. By the way, the only thing that's not true uh, about that story is that the FBI is involved. You know, they have a SWAT team or anything else. No, this is completely different. Neither Donald Trump nor Joe Biden I, do I care about. I don't care about either of those stories. It was ridiculous under uh, Donald Trump. But now, I mean, to be consistent, I don't care about this one either. But they cared so very, very much. We told you at the time, this happens all the time. No, 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 it doesn't. Not with somebody responsible like an adult Joe Biden. It is, this a game. Stop worrying about that and pay attention to the things that are very important. We go there in 60 seconds. Got a letter in from Tammy recently. I want to read it to you. She said, uh, Glenn, I've been wanting to communicate to your team how much I love real estate agents I trust. It has changed our lives. I was contacted by an agent in Santa Clara, California. Yeah, believe it or not, we have fans who have jobs still in California. Um, They helped me sell our house. I love the experience. So my husband, Scott, and I used them again to sell our childhood home in Palo Alto. We didn't want to pay California taxes, so that agent gave us a referral to an agent in the network in Boise, Idaho. We bought six townhomes from that one sale in California. We spent a lot of time in Idaho and fell in love with the area, culture, and people. We ended up buying a home for ourselves and left California. Best move we've ever made. Thank you. Your network literally changed our lives. Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you for writing in. Uh, And by the way, Californians, Idaho sucks. It's horrible. You would not like it there. If you're really, really conservative, you'll love it. You just don't want to. It's like it's sitting on a volcano. I mean, it's dangerous. You don't want to be there, California. Tammy, thanks for trying real estate agents. I trust.com. We serve you and try to make it a great experience. Real estate agents. I trust.com. Okay. Um, We are. We are focusing today based on a story that I found in the New York Post a couple of weeks ago. Um, We're focused on our children and the programming that they're going through and the deprogramming that they need. Um, There is I think her name is Dana Kennedy. She is a writer for the New York Post. She wrote this article. I read it and I had never heard of deprogrammers. You know, you hear of deprogramming people that are in cults, but. I don't know why, because I believe that the Church of Wokeness is a religious cult. 
and it has its own doctrine and it also has its uh, uh, its punishments if you don't bow down to the right God at the right time. And our children are being indoctrinated. Well, Melinda Rockwell is a mom that I read about in that story and her daughter needed reprogramming after college. And so we we wanted to talk to her. Melinda, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Glenn, for having me. We love your show. I'm a great fan. Wait, you're from New York, though, aren't you? I, <laughs> wow, it's weird. I am born and ra- very much born and raised yeah. in New York, but I'm a reasonable, rational human being. Yeah, good for you. Um, so tell me about the situation with your daughter. What happened? Well, the situation was Annabella was a, um, you know, she, she was from New York and raised part-time uh, middle school Bahamas, traveled all over the world. We considered ourselves very open-minded, uh, kind of gypsy in our thinking. And, you know, I always said rules don't apply to us because we're free thinkers. So I did, we bent over backwards to get her into Ivy League or Seven Sister School. We did that. One of the reasons she went um, with a, a coach, uh, Scott Williams, who was a t- major, major coach, respected um, Agassiz coach. And Tommy Haas has got her. I think he got her into Mount Holyoke. Two other schools, Bryn Mawr and everything. Mount Holyoke seemed mm. to be the least crazy of the schools because they had a top riding uh, team there. And she went off um, with a, she had a, a, a guy, a boyfriend, uh, very much in her life. And little by little, the friends there, who she hung around with a lot of kids that had gone to private school, um, you know, boarding school, so they had that in common because she'd gone to boarding school. Okay. Little by little, we don't like your boyfriend. We don't like him. We don't want him to visit here. You'll have to go visit him at Hobart if you want to see him. We don't like him. Mm. So little by little, and then the end of the second year, she said, Mom, I think I want to look at other schools. She came to look at in Florida, Lynn University, and was almost there. But, you know, the, the con is everybody around here, well, you can't leave Mount Holyoke. How could you ever right. leave Mount Holyoke? Right. You know, of course. And, of course, that's why we wanted her there for the sheepskin. So, and I will say, it, it, when she shows that degree she gets any job it doesn't you know it's that it was that important anyway by we certainly noticed uh junior year by senior year i didn't know who this kid was and i mean so seriously that i had i had a cousin that was in a cult uh it was s forum and she was oh, gone yeah. from the, the 70s you know, right crazy yeah but she got into it in the 90 in the um in the nineties. And, uh, it was about seven years and, you know, withheld her grandchild from my aunt. It was all day long. My aunt lived in my building. So I was hearing, you know, I'm going to, I've got to get a lawyer to get grandparents visitation rights. You know, although my, my cousin took the check, I guarantee you, she took the money every month. (laughs) So you, (laughs) so so you have actual cult experience in your family. You've seen it. Yes. Yes. But also I had been in a, uh, a theater in New York, the International, uh, the National Improvisational Theater in New York. It was in Chelsea. And I had no idea at the time that all these happy people were actually all Scientologists. And they did try and push it. And I just, um, I got rid of them by saying, I have no money. I can't pay for your courses. Can't do it. No money. Bye-bye. And they actually left me alone. <laughs> but, but <laughs> you know, they don't give up easily. Yeah. So I recognize this. So anyway, by the time... And I did notice when I went to the parents' day, uh, these teachers at the college were speaking of gender and things in the German class. They were going on about indoctrination, about, about the patriarchy. I heard this and I thought, well, this is very strange. 
I knew to me they were lunatics. And I knew that Annabella wasn't going to fall for this because, you know, she was free thinking and we were, li- you know, we were, we were normal, rational, yeah. you know. You were not necessarily New authority. York liberal. You were classic liberal. Classic liberal. We were ra- I was raised with a very powerful great grandfather who, when, you know, we knew, we knew the real world. If you went against the system, if you ever spoke against him, he would literally uh, tell a newspaper magazine, we will withdraw our advertising. Mm. We knew the real, the real story. We knew you have to sort of work around it if you want to get your point out. So mm. for her to have been, I mean, she's, when I tell you she's traveled, she was in, you know, a month in India at 12 years old. You know, she's been around. So for this little hokey school of 2,000 people in Massachusetts to be able to get a 21-year-old's brain and completely crushed her spirit so much that she was a zombie. When she came home, she wouldn't come home for vacation unless she brought what we call the handler. She would bring a handler. And it was, it was so insane to hear a robotic speech pattern. My mother, my sister, um, any family members were upset. Her father was a little oblivious to it because... Um, he was not living with us at the time. He was in New York with a mm. very, very leftist girlfriend who was the niece of Larry Kramer, mm. who founded ACT UP. Yeah. So he was gone as far as that. He, and he was bending over backwards to be the nice dad, you know. So, he is not that way anymore. He completely understands what happened. So and he do, was with me. Uh-huh. Do, do, did, you, did you have arguments with her? Was she, how, how was she different besides kind of zombified? She came when she did come home. She was trying to tell me about the patriarchy. And, and now we understand that she was sent home with a mission from the school, from the teachers and the parents, the parents of these. I, I can't call them liberal because they're not liberal. They're unaccepting. So I'll say lefty kids. The parents were all pushing, too. And they made a point of come visit us on the weekends. Oh, come to us. We're here to embrace you and your newfound liberalism. So I'm, I'm very I'm kind of dramatic. With this <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> She came home and she would argue with us at the table about how women couldn't have bank accounts until the 1970s. They couldn't have credit cards and they were under, they were pressured. And I look at her and say, your, your, your um, victim mother picked you up and moved you to the Bahamas, got a job, supported you, sent you to private school, paid for your tennis lessons, paid for your figure skating. What are you talking about? My mother was, although legally married, she was a single parent who raised four children, one of them handicapped. We have never, we went to girls' schools. We've never experienced patriarchy. I'm, I never even had to show a resume in my life. You present yourself, you're your own credibility. There's no patriarchy. And, you know, even, uh, you know, I'd even worked in Wall Street for a little bit. So this is crazy. But she also, they did everything to keep blinders on. They've given them buzz. Um, they've given them tools to ignore any parental love, parental emotion, parental rules, your cultural rules, everything. So even if she went to say church on um, you know uh, candlelight service for Christmas Eve, something that's beautiful, even if you're not religious, everybody loves to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. She did the look on the face was like, I will not concede. I will not let it get into me. Right. It's not coming to me. So when I tell you these are zombies, it's no different than than what the Moonies were, which uh, 
you know, I knew mm-hmm. from the airports when I would leave school <laughs> in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. So, um, Melissa, or Melinda, hang on just a second. I need to take a uh, one-minute break, and I want to talk to you about how your daughter was deprogrammed, assuming that she is, and what you're doing now. We'll do that in just a second. Um, when you bought your car, I'm guessing one of the things you put a lot of thought in is how dependable it was going to be especially if it's a used car, but any car, it's going to be dependable. How will you get back and forth uh, to the places you need to go every day if my car is broken down and I can't afford my car to break down all the time? Well, you need adequate protection for your car, especially if you're out of warranty. You need somebody watching your back, and that is CarShield. They will offer protection plans for around $100 a month, and it it covers all the biggies. Um, you can get, you know, you pick your own protection plan and get covered what you want covered. But um, CarShield is there if the car breaks down in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. They got you covered. They got you covered for the rental car. And you can take your car into any shop, any, you know, you can take it to the dealer if you want and have them uh, repair. And CarShield takes care of the bill, takes care of all of it. You don't have to worry about any of that. 800-227-6100 is the way you sign up for CarShield. Find out more information. You'll save 20% on your plan now at 800-227-6100 if you use the promo code BECK. Or you can find out all about it and sign up at carshield.com slash BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. We've had... We've had two people on today's show that were like should not have ever listened to this program and would, would not you know be you know friendly uh, per se to me um, and uh, the things that I but people liberals this is why I keep saying liberals and Democrats you have to separate them they're not all just a block you have to separate them from the extreme leftists those are the guys doing the damage I think there's a lot of liberals and a lot of Democrats that are walking amongst us and they're either not awake or they don't want to wake up because they're kind of deep into it. And they're like, I don't know what to do, but once they wake up, they are on the constitution side and common sense side. So um, we're talking to Melinda Rockwell and your daughter, did you get her deprogrammed? How did you do that? This is what I did. And I've got to say my mother, and my sister were, were vital because they uh, assured me that I wasn't crazy as I would um, go. I, I was on the tennis team in we're here in um, uh, Palm Beach County and I would have tears coming out of my eyes, you know, and I could only say this to certain people, you know, and some, and you've got a lot of people saying, your daughter's grown, leave her alone. But my family, you know, validated everything and said, you've got to get help. So I started with um, looking up every sort of the programmer, cultic, international cultic uh, education, I think, studies, and uh, speaking to the famous cult deprogrammers, the not-so-famous deprogrammers, getting as much information as I could, and also dealing with another mother who was, um, we've known since kindergarten in New York, who was going through other issues with her daughter, and they were all appeasing, and the, most of them said, you must appease your children, mm-hmm. and, um, and I have to point out I'm delicate with the words deprogrammer because it's, it's getting out there, but it's not necessarily legal. It's a very iffy, you can't just grab your child out of an actual cult. Right. Um, you know, although Catherine Oxenberg, you know, is a heroine. 
but you can't just do it. And some of them are very careful. And there's a wonderful lawyer and he asked me not to actually mention his name, but he was very helpful. And I see his, um, my old emails to him and he referred me to two people, but it's not really legal. So, well, um, you know, I mean, it also deprogrammer also is going to be twisted. It already, they've already started twisted into, you're going to try to force your kids to be, you know, um, anti-LGBT or, you know, conservative. Yeah. No, I want my kids to critically think. They can make yes. any decision they want, but I do not want them bowing down to some ideology, any ideology. I want them to critically think everything through. And when they can do that, if they choose to, you know, go this path or that path, that's up to them. Well, they've taken away the rights of parents. And I could give you, you know, so many, I don't have to tell you the reasons, but I, uh, I think I want to just interject quickly. Do you realize that New York State, and parents don't realize this, New York State um, has a law now that they're giving 13-year-olds uh, medical rights to decide mm-hmm. certain, including mental health laws for themselves, and the doctors and the hospitals associated with them email people, email the parents and say, please supply us with your child's direct email now that they're thir- or 12 and over, because um, we will be dealing with them directly. So in it's every insane. last bit that they're trying to get rid of the parents, yeah. so when they're saying you're trying to deprogram away from LGBT or anything like that, you know, again, I'm a child of Studio 54. I was underage, but I was there <laughs> dancing. <laughs> and, you know, right. I knew transvestites before everybody else knew them. So this is a bunch <laughs> of, you know, it's ridiculous. This is, you know, my eye doctor was Renee Richards. So, but, but you're fighting a, a wall of, vicious militant people that are surrounding your child so yes you're right they're saying it's it's almost like um re what's not the report they're praying the gay away uh they have oh, a pay, that, uh, pray the gay away yeah yeah in many states mm. so yes and this is why there's a very legitimate but i i did the research i even went so far as to go to the court records in connecticut there was a case that was um i forget if it was a it was some sort of cult, and I got the expert witness, one of the expert witnesses, out of that and contacted. So um, it turned out that with all the information, and don't forget, there are definitely charlatans out of there. Out, out there. Oh, you bet. And even when I, I was trying to recontact, trace my foot, you know, speak to the people that I'd spoken in 2015, I didn't get a call back from one. And the, the secretary was saying, well, he's very, very busy, you know. And I said, he's busy because my daughter has an article out. <laughs> you know, I would appreciate a phone call right. back. Not a two of the ones that I consider charlatans did not return my recent calls. Um, the ones that are not asking for a lot of money, and I understand um, that you're, you know, that you're in touch with one of them. Those are the ones that I valued. So there was somebody eventually that was, um, but I did not do what most of them said. They were saying it was if you can get daughters are easy to get back. If you can get them back. It usually takes about seven years to really get them back to normal. And it did take about seven years for Annabella, she says, to really have her mind back. And the answer to I'm putting my will on her is the appreciation and the thank you, mommy. Thank you. At this age, she just turned 30. Thank you for never giving up. She is the most happy um, adult. She has a full life. It is fulfilling she is giving, she has a helpful life, but she is happy. And to see this, um, what was the old girl that we sent her off at 18. Come to back. To see her this way. 
but even more appreciative because mm-hmm. she was back from the dead. That uh, is the answer. Ma- yeah, but, but par- mm-hmm. Melinda, I have to I have to thank you for what you're doing, because I, I want to talk about one more thing before we run out of time oh. and we're close. Uh-huh. Um, you're starting a foundation and a website, rockwellfoundation.org. And that's going to be up in February, right? And you'll have all of your research there. Yes, I will. And I have the research is not just on uh, college at all, because uh, I have nieces and nephews. Um, I want to quickly add this. Um, When my uh, when when a boy goes into a boys school, traditional boys school in New York City, and there's a man in a dress or skirt in a lower school assembly discussing consent. Mm. Without the parents' knowledge or permission, that was a trigger. And so I have, and that was from GLSEN, Gleason, which was founded by Obama. Right, right, are, right. Said that the man-boy love was fine. Right. You'll, you'll have all of this and so much more. I'd love to have her back. Rockwellfoundation.org coming soon. Um, imagine how great it would be if you could breathe a little easier every day, knowing you were protecting it you know, at least a significant chunk of your finances from the market insanity that we are headed towards. Look, I don't know. uh, I don't know when, and I don't know how it's going to come, but I know there is going to be a significant impact on everybody's money. Um, It is, it, (laughs) I hate to say it this way uh, because it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but Look it up on the WEF website. Look at what they're doing next week in Davos. They're all per- they're all preparing for a new system. This is the, their words after this one breaks down. So how do we move everybody into the new system? You are going to pay a huge price if you don't have something in gold or silver. Please call Goldline now. With every tube of the new quarter ounce Mayflower Gold Commemoratives, you're going to receive 100 of the same Mayflower Copper Rounds, no additional cost. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today, we're talking about the indoctrination of our children and uh, and how they how they are not the same. And I again, I want to make this really clear. I am. I don't. Let me put it this way. I found the um, Latter-day Saint lifestyle what I wanted to be like. Okay, I wanted my children, my family to be like the people that I knew in that. Um, and I found it to be true and it worked for me. My kids, I don't choose for them. They can be whatever they want. And I said this to a school. It was a Christian school. And they said, oh, well, basically, you're Mormons and we can't have Mormons here. And I'm like, I don't want you to change your doctrine. We're not going to question your doctrine. We know what it is. And we want them to learn it. And learn it well. First source, not not from somebody else who's against it. I want them to learn it because their choice is their choice. I want all choices presented and then teach children how to critically think so they can make their own decisions. They can't live their life feasting on what I believe. 
they have to find what they believe. So how do we get our kids back from this death cult that is teaching our kids not to question, not to speak out, not to think differently? All of that is evil. Okay, so we started today with Kay Yang. She is the deprogrammer, and I think our last guest was actually talking about Kay, but I'm not sure. Um, and Kay is back on with us, as well as the um, Jennifer Delasega. She is the producer of The Witness, True Stories of Children and Gender Identity. It's a podcast, um, and uh, she had to deprogram her own daughter, uh, her own daughter had to go through treatment. So we welcome Jennifer and Kay back to the program. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. Thank you for being so patient with me today. I appreciate it. Um, no problem. So tell me, tell me about your daughter. Your daughter was transitioned uh, to a different sex without your knowledge by the school? Yes. Um, she was in fifth grade, so she was 10 and 11 years old. Oh and uh, the school was, yeah, <laughs> the school was using um, wrong sex pronouns for her. And, and I did know that they were using the, the made up name, but to me, that was just the nickname she was using. Um, but because it was similar to her name and kind of androgynous. Mm -hmm. um, but they, I did not know that um, the adults at school, her teacher and a therapist that she started seeing um, were using wrong sex pronouns for her and treating her as if she was um, the opposite sex. Wow. And so how did you find out about it and what did you do? Well, what happened was at the, a few months into the year, and so this was happening from the beginning of the year, um, and it was kept from, from us, her parents. And, mm. um, she, she used the words cutting and suicide to, and then she ended up getting, um, in to see a special therapist at the school that was contracted with the school who also incidentally works for a hospital that has, um, a gender identity, a, a gender clinic. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, it, I didn't know any of this at the time, but, um, so she, I, I, this therapist was really sold to me as, as a great person to help with these issues, you know, which was the cutting and suicide. Right. Um, and uh, I told her that I knew because I did, my daughter had been playing with these different identities, which I wouldn't have even known to call them identities at the time, but, right. but I knew she was playing with these ideas. She had uh, was an artist. We allowed her in an online drawing forum, which is where a lot of these kids fall into these, learn about these ideas on, on the internet, right? <laughs> many different places. Um, but, uh, and so she learned these ideas and she was playing around with them. And I thought of it as, you know, just sort of somewhat normal identity exploration for sure. a, a, a preteen or a teen. Um, I did not realize that adults were supporting this. Um, I thought that they would, you know, see it the same way that I did. And I Correct. also didn't ever, it didn't ever occur to me that they wouldn't be working in partnership with me. Correct. They would be treating me as if I was the p potential enemy of my child. Um, so it, it was, I, I was taken by surprise by, by much of it. But what happened was, um, the, the therapist that she was seeing called me and to let me know 
that um, that my daughter was actually a boy, and <laughs> she wanted to, yeah, that she want she was using male pronouns in the new made up name and wanted to have a uh, session with me and my husband to help our daughter come out to us as a boy. She gave us three days to prepare for this. Oh my god! <laughs> and even though, yeah. Even though I had been asking her, you know, throughout the whole time she was seeing my daughter, mm-hmm. what was happening. She she never told me from the first half hour she sat down with her that she was using male pronouns. And I only know that now because I got finally got the notes from uh, their sessions together. Um, but, but so in addition to that, she wanted me to know that my daughter wanted to be in the boys cabin for the overnight fifth grade camp, <laughs> which um, it sounds like yeah. something a boy would say, hey, I'm a. I'm a chick, Dad, and uh, I think I should be in the girls' cabin on uh, overnight summer night <laughs> camp. It's not. Yeah, but actually, I don't even think a fifth grade boy would normally want to do. Yeah, this. probably I mean, not. It, a devious you know, they one. They really want to be. Yeah, and and so and and yeah. honestly, what happened was I found out it, it was presented to me as if my daughter had come to her and asked for this. But what I found out later, um, after my daughter came out of all of this, and I discussed, I asked her some questions. And one of them was what gave you the idea to go, because I was surprised, what yeah, gave you right. the idea to go into the boys' cabin? And she said, that wasn't my idea. My <sighs> teacher asked me. My teacher asked me if I wanted to go in the boys' cabin. And, and she felt like she had to say yes, because she had asked the entire school, the whole you know environment there, to accept that she was a boy. And, and, and she'd gotten a lot of attention for it, special treatment. She got more popular. Um, oh, and boy. she... She, I know, which people don't believe that's happening, but it is. Oh, it is. Um, but, but she, um, she felt like she had to say yes. And this teacher, he didn't, you know, he didn't ask her, "What do you want?" He said, "Isn't this what you want?" So when he asked her that, that was a leading question. He was leading her, and I think this is very similar to what happened in the eighties with the um, the recovered memory scandals. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, you know, those, those people were, were leading children. I think this is right. happening on so many different levels and very much happening in the schools. Correct. Um, and, so, um, so how did you, did you get a hold of Kay Yang? Did Kay? So I met, Go ahead. <laughs> I, I didn't actually, I mean, I came to Kay Yang and I have a lot of the same ideas about what is going what's on happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, and I came in contact with her through some of my advocacy. So, because um, I'm uh, now. Sorry. So, how did you pull your daughter out of this? Okay, so um, I, <laughs> I I got into a lot of different support groups. I had some friends. I actually had a friend whose um, child was going through this. Um, they actually had to move out of our state because in our state at 13 years old, children can get um, medical treatments without their parents' consent or knowledge. Right. And um, we, I'm in Washington state and they will Sorry bill parents that. with no explanation of benefits. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but um, I'm sorry. What we, how did I get her out? Uh, we were, um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> So I pulled her out of school. We pulled her out of school. I mean, that was that was the first thing that we did um, because we had to get her out of the affirming environment. And they clearly they showed that they were not working in partnership with us. They showed that that we could not trust them. Um, so I, I felt uncomfortable leaving her there. We we pulled her out. And it was right before the pandemic, so it was very mm. easy, and she wasn't 
she it, it was like so lucky for us actually and she, so she didn't feel like she had done anything wrong but we never put her back in you know i right. encouraged her i was like you know you don't want to go to middle school it i knew that there were some really bad things happening at the gsa club at the our, the middle school that she would go to um where you know girls were being pressured to take testosterone to, to prove that they were really transgender oh yeah oh my gosh <laughs> yeah and and a girl who um went into the boys' locker room. She went, many things that she did without her parents' consent or knowledge, um, you know, they found out after the fact. Um, and the boys didn't want her there. <laughs> um, so the boys don't want girls in their, you know, intimate spaces any more than the girls want them, right. you know, boys in theirs. So, um, but anyway. Uh, 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 Jennifer, I, we're out of time, and I'm. We have to figure out a forum. Kay, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Yeah, um, Kay, I ran out of time. We gave Kay like forty-five minutes and ran out of time with her. I we know. have so much to talk it's about. So good. We have yeah. to find a forum where we can, uh, you know, even get the three of you guys together, you know, you two together, and just be able to talk about it from start to finish because. This is, I think, Kay, maybe you can help me out. This is really new. And when something is new, it can become very, very dangerous. But people are mm -hmm. facing this problem and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I'm I think I really ahead, appreciate um, Jennifer sharing her story because it is a success story. And we need a little bit of that right now right. because what we're up against is so um, scary and it's so threatening and it's so huge. Mm -hmm. And you, Glenn, are very aware of the global nature of this. Right. right. This isn't just happening here. This is happening all around the world. So there's really nowhere to hide, um, especially now with technology. Yeah. Um, this can creep into your home and in your car, wherever you are, without your knowledge, your child can be being indoctrinated. It, it's so really, really, it's so insidious because because it is global that everything is made to look like it's Republicans against Democrats or whatever. It has no, it oh. has nothing to do with that. This is it a doesn't. global movement and it is about people who think they can control and tell us everything and the people that want to live their own lives and are not bigoted or anything just they I don't believe right. that and leave me alone. Right. Right. And, and just FYI, I'm a historical liberal. I call myself politically homeless now. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So there's many, 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 many of us who are fighting this are historical liberals. I know. I, you know what? I, I, I think um, I consider myself libertarian, but I'm probably also more classic liberal. Um, I just believe in the Bill of Rights. It, it, I mean, can mm -hmm. we just live the Bill of Rights and stop all this other nonsense? Um, uh, Jennifer, thank you so much. You have a website, Partners for Ethical Care. Can you tell me a little bit about that real quick? Yes. Our mission is to end tra child transition practices. And we, um, we build awareness. So we have a lot of awareness things that we, that we do. And we also support efforts to fight the gender identity industry, um, such as legislation, you know, be bringing people to testify and things like that. I will tell you as a as a listener, um, you have to find what it is you believe you are the most passionate about. 
I am I've set my life up since 2008 to preserve American history. That's the one thing that I think I am uniquely equipped to be able to do. Um, and that's why I've gone out and spent everything, you know, my kids college you know, money, which I'm really happy I spent it. Um, I've done that because that's what I can do. If you have resources mm-hmm. of time, talent, or money, what is it you really care about? If you care about these things, please look into Partners for Ethical Care. Um, look into the organizations and the people that we've talked to. Talk, look into Kay Yang. Um, you can find her at stopfemaleerasure.com. They may not be right for you, but they may be. If you are passionate about this, we have to help each other and connect with one another. Back in just a minute. Thank you, ladies. And I know I can call them ladies on this program. Um, Have you or someone you have loved been the victim of a cyber crime? If your answer is no, my response to you is, are you sure about that? Because it might be happening right now. It might be happening. And sometimes this happens for a while and you have no idea. And then you're just, it's all screwed up. You need the best people in cybersecurity to watch over your good name. Now, nobody can protect everything because it's expanding so fast. But the people who are really the first in the field is LifeLock. And LifeLock has two-pronged security. One, they watch everything they can possibly watch. If, two, something slips by, they have the uh, restoration team there to fix it and work with you to get your good name and reputation back. So I want you to join and please do not cut out cybersecurity. It is very important. As we were just talking, everything is in your house right now. The bad guys are in your house and it all comes from the internet. Save up to 25% your first year with a promo code back. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code back for 25% off. It's lifelock.com. That's lifelock.com, or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Glenn Beck. I cannot take it. My head's going to explode. I can't take it. Here's the latest. Axios, the right's new fight, gas stoves. Despite official um, insistence that fears of a ban are unfounded, conservatives are suddenly championing gas stoves in a new culture war. It's not our fight. I can't think crazy enough to keep up with you people. Washington state has already written it in to their no building codes, no more gas stoves. And it all comes from a stupid environmentalist study that is completely ridiculous saying, you know, we should we should probably get rid of 48 uh, percent of all of our heaters, their gas and you know, 40% of all stoves are gas. We should probably get rid of natural gas. We're not making this up. We can't make up stuff that is this crazy. Stop denying it. The press is out of control. Stop. Stop with your non-stop lies. It is 
Well, it's all part of the Great Reset. That's not happening. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh.